What's up, guys? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. Oh my god, you guys. I knew that, you know, this reunion was going to be good. I didn't know it was going to be this good. Um, but I am just so, so excited for part two and part three. I mean... <laughs> I, my excitement was definitely real when I was starting this and definitely real when I, you know, when the episode ended. So first of all, let's talk real quick about this binder because this binder that Monique has is blowing up on Twitter, blowing up on Instagram, everywhere. People are making memes of it. And um, I think, okay, so I'm going into this reunion. I'm going to tell you guys straight up. I'm going into this reunion being more on Monique's side only because she is defending her family um, and she's defending her character. And I think um, that's something to be said for. And I think um, at this point, we can honestly stop pretending that this was an attack on Candace. I think we can just come out the bat and say that this was, you know, what the judge said. It's a mutually consented argument or fight, whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't agree that it was just for reality TV. I definitely feel like this was real um, and raw. But um, yeah, at this point, we could just stop pretending that this was just this, you know, attack and it's been long time coming. Um, yeah, we could just stop pretending at this point. But um, the binder, I have to say, um, the commitment <laughs> that went into that binder. I want to know what's in the binder. I really do. Um, and I, th I think any diehard Potomac fan would die to get their hands on that binder, honestly. So, um, yeah, I guess we will see uh, <laughs> what is in the binder over the next two episodes. First of all, I did want to say I loved the throwback looks, you know, that we got to see. Um, I don't know why it feels weird because Potomac has only been on for five years now, but um, you know I watched I watched since you know I watched since season season one sorry, um, and everybody has changed like okay so normally when I watch Housewives because I've seen every single season, um, everybody looks different only because the years have passed whereas like Potomac time hasn't passed that much but yet everybody looks so different you know. Um, actually with the exception of like Giselle and yeah, I would say Giselle, she doesn't really change that much, but like Karen looks completely, completely different from season one, Karen. Um, you know, Ashley's a mom now, uh, Robin's engaged, like so much stuff has happened, um, amongst these women. So, and everybody looks so different, you know, um, so especially the people that have been there since the beginning. So um, I, I love to see the little throwback. I, I did. So we're starting off the reunion talking about Giselle's fashion choices. And I have to say this wasn't what I was expecting to be talked about the first moments of this reunion. I didn't think that that was really that big of an issue. To be honest, I don't really think I was paying attention to her fashion that much this season. I don't know if you guys really remember any like crazy fashion moments or anything. I do have to say though, when they were started to talk about her house, I do understand what they're talking about however the 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 shade that was thrown during that conversation my eyes were like kind of uh you know high up there so i don't know i i feel like um with giselle she takes shade very well she kind of doesn't give a shit which is kind of cool um however um i personally didn't feel like that was like that big of an issue to be talking about that but um whatever i, I get it 
Um, also, I think that um, with the whole house thing, um, what they were referring to was like that she's got like purple on the walls here and th this and this and that, and it's kind of all over the place. Um, and then her like furniture doesn't really match her decor and everything. Um, but you know what? It's really, it's nobody's business. I don't think, um, you know, it. I, I don't think that it's like a worthy topic. Um, there's other important stuff to be talked about. So maybe they're just, maybe they needed a little filler. I don't really know, but um, yeah. Uh, Wendy had a strong introduction this season. I definitely feel um, like it, it didn't feel like she. this was her first season on, on the Housewives show. And it's um, interesting because um, normally you can kind of tell, you know, who's new and you feel, you feel like there's a new person. But I didn't feel like, um, it felt like Wendy fit in really well with this cast. And I feel like um, she'll definitely be asked back. But um, I, I think that it's um refreshing to know you know that like a housewife coming in and that it was like a perfect casting decision because normally like you get someone new and you can't tell if you like them or not right off the bat and i i love wendy despite some of her decisions this season um you know in the drama i i um i still root for her and um i loved seeing her journey here on the show another big talked about moment this season and you know they joked about it a lot but it kind of at the end of the day it kind of came down to this um the whole um, thing with Wendy feeling like she was on the defense for her, her degrees. At no point whatsoever during this whole entire season did I ever feel like anybody was questioning Wendy and her education. Never did I feel that way. And um, even when even when Giselle, you know, brought up the shade about how Wendy was a floozy freelancer or whatever, I mean... I still don't feel like that was a moment for her to freak out over just because she didn't hear it right from Karen. So I don't feel like um, she should have freaked out over that. Um, I, honestly, guys, I can't remember a single moment where somebody was like, you do not have four degrees. And that, that was never an argument. And so I feel like Wendy wanted that moment so that she could kind of blow up and say, I have four degrees. Call me Dr. Wendy. Like, you know, Obviously, some of it was probably just for TV so she could kind of establish herself a little bit more and know, like, I'm not the one to be fucked with. Um, but I personally don't feel like at any time there was a moment where somebody questioned her degree and her, you know, and her career for that matter. And I just have to say about halfway through this when I was watching this, you know that it's going to be a good reunion when you can't even tell who's fucking feuding. Like, they're just kind of coming at each other for comments here and there. Like, Robin's chiming in and yelling at Wendy. Um, Giselle's coming in and yelling at Monique. Um, Karen's coming in and yelling at Candace. Like, there's all these moments where, like, you, you have no idea who's fighting and arguing. That's a good reunion because everybody is airing out their their shit and they don't care what, they, you know, you know, like, they don't care what they say. They don't care who they anger. I love that. <laughs> and speaking of people being angered, I love... When Ashley gets mad, I know that's terrible, but I just, she is like the best arguer. Um, Cause she doesn't raise her voice to the point where it's like fighting, but she, um, she knows like the right words to say. And she knows like, don't come after me. Like, don't do this. And don't, she just, she's a perfect arguer. Like that's the person you want to argue with because she'll let you speak, but then she'll derail you, you know, off of whatever you're trying to debate with her on. <laughs> okay. I don't want to ruffle too many feathers here on this podcast, but... I do have to say I was a little uncomfortable, um, you know, bringing this up, but I did want to bring it up because it was kind of a major topic towards the end. Um, 
so they started talking about the colorism behind um you know do that do the women think that there was colorism behind some of the words that they have been using this season i.e hood rat aggressive um you know and and then wendy and and candace or whoever you want to say i think it was just wendy and candace they started coming in saying you know that it could be a race thing and um you know guys i think that at this point you know i know as a society we could always do better but um i just feel like on this show that's not something that we should be you know discussing and um especially accusing other castmates of because i mean regardless of their skin color or whatever these are all black women you know and they're um and i'm just gonna say how it is they're all black women and um you know maybe some are darker skin than others maybe some are lighter skin than others but um it's kind of like monique said i mean there's no you know there there's no other way to describe someone's it's it's a description of a behavior you know and um if you're acting a certain way then that's the that's the word you're acting there's no other i i just i honestly disagree with wendy when she was saying like there's other words you can use um without a racial connotation in them you could honestly pick up any word in the dictionary and you could make up a reason for why it has a racial connotation um any word can be offensive it just depends on your delivery and how and what your intention is behind that word um i don't believe that any specific word maybe a couple actually have super racial connotations no matter what you know no matter what sentence you put it in but those words are definitely not going to be spoken on any of these shows on bravo so um but yes i do have to say it was a little uncomfortable only because i feel like in 2020 on these shows in specific i'm not talking about as a society i feel like we could do better in that sense where um we don't need to kind of bring everything up and you know bravo has done a great job i have to say of not doing that and um i feel like it's slowly starting to become something different um and i just want to say personally um i don't feel like any of these women were trying to make one another look um negative in a racial way i don't view that at all i know what they were trying to accomplish in that conversation but i think it was a extreme reach and um you know i i mean we we have to be you know as as viewers and everything we have to be comfortable talking about this stuff because it's being brought up on the show and anything that they talk about on this show is is fair game for anybody to talk about regardless of your race your social status whatever um and you know without getting too much into it because you know i am i'm not a black woman so i can't i I can't you know go into struggles and all that and i you know i can't understand can't put myself in their shoes but um all i can say is that i don't feel like you know watching this show i don't feel like that was how the other woman intended it to come across and i think it was honestly a little wrong to be brought up in that way um and then pointed the finger at them for that um but uh i, I don't know take away from that what you must um i promise you i have no ill intent by bringing that up i just it was kind of a talk it was kind of a huge talking point in the first episode of the reunion so i figured that we kind of talk about that together and moving forward know that i didn't feel that way karen and giselle were really coming after each other surprisingly um i i mean they do usually come after each other during the reunions but um i honestly didn't realize that they were kind of like feuding that much um like i said earlier in my reactions for potomac i feel like giselle and karen because they've known each other for so long 
they have this like mutual understanding of lines to not cross and I feel like they don't get there um but I do have to say the whole just she Karen was coming for her a lot and um you know about her fashion about her home and her home decorating whatever and then also her business and then on top of that um the whole Jamal thing so um I don't know I was not expecting that but um and then I've heard that Giselle kind of has like a um a little bit of a breakdown. I don't know if it's next episode or the third episode, but we will find out. She has a little bit of a breakdown, so expect that to come. Okay, and lastly, let's talk about this first read from Monique from The Binder. Um, oh my god. I was watching and I was like shook because um, I just, you know, like I, I'm expecting Monique to come through with the receipts and all the information for Candace and that whole situation. But the fact that she like pulled that whole Jamal thing out of there and um, I mean, clearly it was true because she gave the fucking phone number and everything. And I'm just like, how do you make this shit up? Um, and people are like, what do you gain from this? What do you do this and this and that? It's like, y'all have been coming for Monique since the minute she stepped on camera. Okay, and she's coming here with receipts, so she's backing up everything she's saying. No one can say that it's bullshit or whatever, yet they're still going to say that. Um, I do have to say, like, I knew that this this whole Jamal thing was kind of weird, but I didn't even consider that it could be something to keep her on the show and that, um, and that Jamal was in on that. So um, these text messages are interesting, and um, it looks like they're going to talk about it a little bit more next episode. So um, hopefully we can we get a little bit more information. But from what I gathered, <laughs> um, it seems pretty true, guys. I don't I don't know. I mean, if she's got text messages and she had the phone number correct, um, I mean, Giselle herself was a little speechless. And then she I, I kind of saw on Twitter um, after the reunion, she trying to she kind of tried to back it up by saying, like, you can see I'm speechless because it's so not true. And I'm like, usually when it's speechless, you're kind of like calling them out and saying no that's not you know you're just you're going on and you're saying why well, it's not true the fact that she was like silent and she was just like uh well yeah that's his phone number it kind of proves to me that like she had no idea and um I, I don't know guys it's super weird but um the fact that she kind of knew that and found that out you know Monique props to her but um yeah I thought that was so that was a very successful read on Monique's part as well as what I have to say well, my friends, we have reached the end of this reaction. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, killer first reunion. Um, part two and part three are going to be so good, uh, especially part three. But um, I am so curious to see where this whole, you know, Monique um, Jamal thing goes. I want to see if we dive into that more. If not, um, guys, all I can say is that to me, it sounds true. And um, I just do not know where these women are going to move on from here. I don't know where the closure is. You know, bringing a fucking binder to the reunion, like, already knows that you're not coming to play. And uh, you're not going to play any games. You know, like, this is just crazy. So, um, anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed it. From what I can tell, um, it was a very successful reunion with the ratings high. So, um, anyways, tune in next week uh, for part two of the reunion. I will talk to you guys then.
Thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked it, please subscribe so you know when the new episodes are here. As always, send me a voice message if you have any questions or any drama you'd like me to address. Follow me on Instagram at AJ Jafari for updates on the podcast. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ.